You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast, a number 83rd most popular comedy podcast in Kenya. That's right. We just found out this week. Shout out to all our Kenyan listeners, just straight from the top. We love you guys. We do. Yeah. Kenya, very rich history in the world. So uh, we're glad you guys are along. For the one person in Kenya who downloaded our (laughs) podcast, we're glad you're listening, man or woman. Uh, My name's John. I'm with Tiny. Y'all know who I am. As always. (laughs) Yes. We're here. And we got some pretty amazing news stories this week. But first... Let's recap our weeks. How was your week, Tiny? It was a very busy week. Busy week. But not bad. Not busy in a good way. So busy you couldn't even make it to church today. I know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I missed church for the first time in, well, I guess as we started back. Look, with them doing the online services now, I mean, it's like a built-in excuse for not coming. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid I was going to catch COVID or <laughs> I was right. getting tested. I've been exposed. We were running behind. We just decided to watch the service at home this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's built-in. It's beautiful. Thank you, technology, for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you had a busy week. Uh, hope it was a good week. I had a pretty good week myself. Got some new shoes, so that's been okay. exciting. New tennis shoes, so um, that's been real good. And uh, just getting ready with car pumpkins. Did that whole thing yesterday. Not a big pumpkin carving not, guy. Not a big pumpkin carver, huh? Well, I don't get the people who are like, I'm going to make my pumpkin into a work of art or something. Because it's not going to last. Yeah, right. Well, art's not eternal anyways, so... Uh, I'm fine with art fading away. <laughs> I say not nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but but I just I'm like, why would I put a bunch of effort in something that I'm going to throw away in like a week and a half? So, mm-hmm. But kudos to all you people who do that. I like seeing your pictures on Facebook. It's just, interesting to hear you say that because between the two of us, you're really the more art guy. I am? Yeah. Well, what I do is I let my kids, well, now they're all old enough except for Ollie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they were younger, I just about draw whatever you want to on there and I'll carve it. And so my pumpkins were just horrible. Like, well, <laughs> Ollie's this year because I did his, the eyes are like smaller than dimes on it and it's got a mouth that's like super small. But that's what he drew. So I carved mm-hmm. whatever he drew. So that was always more fun to me. This is whatever you want to put on there. Let's do it. You talk about something temporary. Have you seen pancake art? Yes, I have. People make some amazing really pancake do. art. I really do. <laughs> which I guess immediately just gets eaten. Well, like, how stoned do you have to be to be like, I'm going to make a work of art out of a pancake? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, when that idea hits you at the breakfast table, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make some pancake art. <laughs> you got to be just ripped. Wake and bake straight out of the bed, and that's what you're going to do. I don't know. But I love art. I'm just not very artistic. Right. So... That's it. The best thing I ever drew in my life, I drew in a college art class and on just regular paper. And my teacher made me watercolor and it ruined it. And I still haven't forgiven that lady yet. (laughs) Well, you're more of a writer anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy writing. Yes, that's true. As you hear every week when I read the Cajun Curl ad, (laughs) that's the type of work I churn out. Yeah. Uh, and for the few listeners who are friends with me on Facebook, y'all there's know. There's also a lot of stuff going on with the show right now. There is. And there's a lot of stuff to pack in. We are announcing a giveaway. Oh, yeah. This episode. We're not doing it now. Yeah, but we do have a giveaway. But stay tuned because we are announcing a giveaway for the month of November. Which you were throwing clues out left and right I on was. Facebook in our Facebook group and everything. So if you're listening and you're not a part of the Facebook group, you don't even know what the clues are. So you definitely got to listen. And Twitter is getting them before Facebook oh. does. Oh. Okay, Twitter. You better jump on Twitter and get on there. (laughs) At underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. That's right. Um, Well, anyways, what kind of stories you got going on this week? 
a lot of stuff happened last week. We've, we're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to yeah. talk about President Trump's Twitter. It's going to be good, though. Okay. I mean, I know you hear a lot about President Trump's Twitter, <laughs> but this is a slightly different take on it that you've heard before. <laughs> Jacqueline just pressed pause on the whole show. <laughs> Jacqueline, like, I'm done listening. <laughs> no, Jacqueline, you're going to like this. You're going to. This is going to give you yet one more reason to hate the United States president. All right. Well, as if you needed more reason to hate him as it is. That's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I got a Florida story, story out of Florida, which is always good. I got another one I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do or not. And then I got a story about cannibals. Oh, wow. Everybody loves cam- cannibals, <laughs> yeah. right? But uh, So you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. And we're just, the headline here is President Trump's Twitter accessed by security expert who guessed his password was, would you like to take a guess? I, well, I think you already know. Um, Baron... Six feet seven. <laughs> it was MAGA 2020. Okay. The president of the United States of America, <laughs> his Twitter account, which he has like used as a bully yeah. pulpit. He has actually told the nation what he what his plans yeah. are as president, the direction he wants to take the country in. Really changed the game. <laughs> you know? He's it. bullied North Korea that's on Twitter. Right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> his password. Was MAGA 2020. This is not part of your story at all, but I know last week he was talking about Dr. Fauci. Yeah. And was talking about how bad his first pitch was at the the Nationals game. I remember that. You're like, first of all, he's correct. That was a horrible first pitch. I mean, anybody who's ever thrown a baseball in their life was like, that dude is horrible, right? <laughs> yes. But that's not what you need to be doing. You know? <laughs> but maybe it was like a fun joke between them two. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I bet you Fauci cried about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. like everybody's making fun of me again. <laughs> what if in his mind, he like went straight back to second grade right. when he was trying to get picked for the baseball team. I was getting picked last. Nobody would ever pick him, so he ended up just sitting <laughs> on the sidelines of the baseball diamond, like reading medical yeah. books and thinking one day I'm going to be a rich doctor and right. we'll see. Well, and just advice to everybody out there. If you have kids, you need to teach them how to throw, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, my kids are not athletic, but they all know how to throw a ball, mm-hmm. right? Let's just get out in the yard and well, do it's, that. Because one day they you, may yeah. be an infectious disease expert and have to throw out the first pitch <laughs> in a baseball game. You don't want to look like an idiot. So teach your kids how to throw a ball. <laughs> Anyway, this comes from TechCrunch.com. A Dutch security researcher says he accessed President Trump's Twitter account last week by guessing his password. Victor Grievers, a security researcher at the GDI Foundation and chair of the Dutch Institute for Vulnerability Disclosure, which finds and reports security vulnerabilities, told TechCrunch that he guessed the president's account password and was successful on the fifth attempt. Wow. It took him five tries to guess <laughs> MAGA 2020. But does Trump not have like two-factor authentication turned on or whatever? The account was not protected by two-factor authentication, <laughs> granting grievers access to the president's account. That's a standard old person move right there. <laughs> you know, not to turn that on. Which, standard. I mean, it is a pain in the butt. But, yeah, but it's not I too don't bad. want Russia to have control of our Twitter. <laughs> right. It's not too bad, though. I mean, yeah. you get a text to your phone that you're already using, so mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal. Well, it's aggravating when my, my phone is plugged up in the kitchen charging, yeah. and I have to get up from yeah. the couch, True. walk all the way across the room, and look <laughs> at my phone. That's the other day, Hudson, <laughs> Hudson uses my same Apple ID yeah, uh, so I can keep tabs on him mm-hmm. and everything. And his phone only works when it's on Wi-Fi. And he had signed out, and he was trying to sign back in. And I kept getting texts for it. Well, before I could, like, tell him what the code was, he would try again. I'd get another text with a different code. He didn't just ask you? I was at work. Okay. And so I was trying to, like, screenshot it and text it to him. Mm -hmm. But he would not give me a chance to do that. (laughs) He finally did. I screenshot and texted to him. He texted me back. I was like, I can't look at it and log in at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Just wait till I get home, buddy. It'll be fine. Okay? You didn't call him? No. Uh-uh. Man, I was in the middle of doing stuff. It was making me mad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, after logging in, he sec- he emailed US CERT, a division of Homeland Security, Cyber Unit, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency, to disclose the security lapse, which TechCrunch has seen. Griever said the president's Twitter password was changed shortly thereafter. Well, so I guess he, yeah. he couldn't get on there and tweet anything. Right. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> this is the second time that he has gained access to Trump's Twitter account. 
The first time was in 2016 when Grievers and two others extracted and cracked Trump's password from the 2012 LinkedIn breach. The researchers took his password, which was, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) All lowercase letters. He didn't even have a capital letter in there, which, of course, was his catchphrase from the television show The Apprentice. And they found that it let them into his Twitter account. So that was his LinkedIn account. And, and, and they just tried that password sure on his Twitter. And right. Boom, full access. Like me, he has the same password <laughs> yes. for everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they reported the breach to local authorities in the Netherlands with suggestions on how Trump could improve his password security. One of the passwords he suggested at that at the time was MAGA twenty twenty. So <laughs> he just went on he, in and did it. He just for, he foretold right. back then. That that was going to be his password. Trump was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Change it to MAGA 2020. (laughs) Uh, Griever said that he did not expect that this password would actually be used years later. I'm Uh, surprised his password wasn't where's Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) What if, dude, right now, we need to get on Twitter and try to log into Trump's account using that password. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That's the uh, leader of the free world right there, buddy. (laughs) Let's see right now. Okay, I'm going to go to Twitter.com, password, who built the cages. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, there it is. What should my first tweet for the president be? Uh, Follow Follow Earth Earth Oddity Podcast, best podcast you've never heard of. That's right. These guys are... (laughs) (laughs) Tweet. Did you watch any of the second debate? I did. I watched it all. It was far more civil. So Yeah, the mute button. <laughs> the mute button really hurt Joe Biden more than it helped Trump, I think. You yeah. Know, because it allowed Joe Biden just to ramble on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a problem I have along with Joe Biden. And I also he felt like talked the- himself into a couple of holes a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also what he talked about like when he said that he wouldn't ban fracking, but he would just transition away from right. it. Well, they basically <laughs> said, "Yeah, I'm a, we're going to get rid of all fossil fuels," yes. which is like a huge job creator in our country and drives our economy. And Trump was like, "Are you listening, <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Texas, Pennsylvania?" <laughs> yeah, it was like perfect. Well, the crazy thing is when he said that, the moderator was like, "Why'd you say that?" <laughs> I don't know if that was like exasperation on her part, or she was like trying to get a follow up for some. Clarification, but it sounded like an exasperation. Or like, what candidate would say that <laughs> ever? I thought the moderator did a really good job I did too. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was very was impressed a, with her. It was a fine debate. If anything, she let them just kind of talk amongst themselves because yeah. it seemed like every time one of them was like, "Can I please respond to that?" and she was yeah. like, "Go ahead, ten seconds." You <laughs> you know? Know, yeah, I know. But every time she'd be like, "Well, I I got another question on there," and then Trump would be like, "Well, I got to respond to that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, "Okay, ten seconds." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like last time, which was... Oh, just, it was like uh, two, to, <laughs> two second graders arguing over a toy last time. It was a time. Facebook argument yeah. like, come to life on it was, TV. Uh, it was everything that's great about our country, which is people <laughs> on both sides of the political aisle just screaming at each other and nothing getting done. Yeah. Dude, we might talk about this later on, but uh, I watched a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Have you I, heard of it or watched it? I have... Tried to start it one night. Okay. I've I've been told to watch it, and I'm going to watch it, Mm -hmm. but when we tried to start it, something happened. I think Deidre got a little handsy, and so we just turned it on (laughs) off. It's hard to focus. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just turned it off. I was like, I got another deliver right here I got to take care of. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. She was just hugging on me. But, I would uh, just recommend The Social Dilemma. No, I've, I've already been told a lot about it, and it sounds very intriguing. Um. Well, let's start off. All of my stories are pretty... All right, I'm going to do this story. and Because the others, we need to wade into them. <laughs> we need to get warmed up before we hit yes. those. This is out of Seattle. Shout out to our friends in the Pacific North, Northwest. Biggest podcast in the Pacific Northwest outside of Joe Rogan, I think. <laughs> yeah. Who's in the, Texas uh, now? Yeah. Is He's he, no that's longer. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. in Texas now. Outside of the Bring Back the Seattle Supersonics podcast. But... uh Seattle libraries implement racial segregation in the name of social justice, which this is from postmillennial.com. The King County Library in Washington State has been holding separate but equal training sessions for their employees, all in the name of social justice. According to Chris Ruffo, filmmaker, the filmmaker is the director of the Discovery Institute Center on Wealth and Poverty, 
at the King County Library System, a private consulting firm called Racial Equality Consultants recently held racially segregated listening sessions as part of the library's ongoing racial justice programs. The consultant began with anti-oppression framework and used segregated sessions in order to root out institutional privileges and systematic inequalities embedded in the current socio-political conditions that influence and affect our institutions. That's word salad right there. It really is. That says, that's word salad. The consultants discovered widespread institutional racism in the library system. But first of all, shame on you, Seattle. (laughs) You were never part of the Confederacy. How can you have institutional racism? Uh, And dismissed employees who reported not experiencing or witnessing racism while working uh, as as likely suffering from false consciousness of internalized racism. When reached by email, racial equality, oh, a racial equity consultant said it was not authorized to comment. So uh, this Ruffo dude uh, told the post-millennial that the pictures of the signs for the training sessions he posted on social media today came from a whistleblower Everybody's a, <laughs> well. Hey, that doesn't that instantly discredit it these days? <laughs> either either you have to believe him, yes. depending on what side of the argument on. You have to believe them no matter what, or they're a, or they're a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like those materials were hacked. Never yeah. mind that they're true or not. <laughs> right. Those yes. they were hacked, or that was a whistleblower. But everybody's a whistleblower now, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, we just called them tattletales growing up, <laughs> right? Snitches, yeah, right? Uh. And reminded him signs on, on oh they reminded him of the signs on their segregated water fountains in the fifties. Segregation was wrong in the fifties and is wrong today, especially in King County, named after Martin Luther King Jr. Ruffo said. So, I did this whole article to say this one sentence, <laughs> which is George Wallace was way ahead of his time. Very progressive, <laughs> very progressive governor of Alabama was a Democrat too. Uh, he was segregating long before it became cool, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so is segregation like good now? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would say in general, no. I feel like probably this was an exercise, and hey, let's get people of color over here. Mm-hmm. They can talk about their shared experiences without people like me and you being right. there going. I don't understand what you guys are going through. Why? Did, why is this a problem or mm-hmm. whatever? But it is kind of weird that they're like, hey, let's make some. <laughs> Well, I feel like if you want to do that, why don't you just make this a private club? Yeah. Like, this is a meeting of the whatever club. Yeah. And well, I'm sorry, but you can't be in the club. True. And I don't know if they had it at Fayette when you were there, uh-huh. but when I was at Fayette, we had the African-American club, Afro-American club, mm-hmm. which was like a predominant, it was a club for African-Americans right. you know, to be in and talk about shared cultural experiences explore some of their culture and all that, which I thought was really... Which is great. Yeah, fine thing. But they didn't Nothing have like their own separate section yeah. of the library. No, no, yeah. no, they didn't. Now, there may have been a Klan club at Fed. I don't know. <laughs> now, that's a joke. I don't think there was a Klan club, at least that was part of the high school. I wasn't you know? invited. You were? I said I wasn't. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't, wasn't invited if there was. No, yeah, I wasn't either. I think they called that the country club in Fayette. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I wasn't allowed to join the golf team because I wasn't a member. I've heard so. that. Well, I've, I have it on good authority that that is true, you know, that they don't, I don't know if it's oh, did, still Did that somebody way. follow that Follow that up after they heard yeah. the story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so that's not cool either, right? But, well, I didn't think it was cool at the time. Yeah. But, but I would think uh, in America today, 2020, that if everybody would just be cool, we mm-hmm. could all sit in the same room and talk about our problems and come to some sort of understanding. Um, I mean, but things are like tensions are high, and I think part of that social media, part of that's actually what's happening in the world. Part of that's uh, things that have happened historically to people of color. That's what they talk about on the social dilemma. Oh yeah. So yeah, but uh, but I will say. Living in Alabama, I mean, we live in the deep south, the heart mm-hmm. of Dixie is yeah. what, you know, we're in the heart of Dixie. Um, I see black and white people every day get along and work together and shop together and their kids go to school together and play together. Um, so with, it is With possible. no problem. Yeah. Right, yeah. Not that Alabama is the utopia for uh, racial harmony or anything. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of, of racist people. Sure. 
But apparently there's a lot in Seattle, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got to have this, it's a good uh, point. <laughs> and I did read a study that for the first time since like uh, Reconstruction uh, this past decade, more African-Americans have moved back south than they have moved out of the south. So, wow. Huh. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of factors to that. I mean, home ownership's uh, a lot. It's a lot cheaper to own land and homes down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy has shifted to the south. So jobs are here. Because low taxes. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Tax rates, everything else. Uh, school vouchers, you know, programs mm-hmm. in the southern states are getting into that. So people have a more opportunity to send their kids to a better school. The school. I'm not trying to wade off into the school voucher debate, but I'm just <laughs> saying those could all be possible yes. reasons. Yes, Family ties, all kinds of things like that. So, um, yeah, but anyway, shame on you, Seattle. I just want to point out that you guys aren't in the South. What y'all got going on up in in the Pacific Northwest? Is it just a bunch of crackers going crazy up there or something? Because they've had all the riots in Portland, the chop thing in Seattle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are they doing up there? Yeah? I don't know. I mean, I just... the. If I'm not mistaken, was the dream not that a man would not be judged by the color of his skin, yes, but by the content of his heart, right? Yeah, the content of his character. Yeah, yeah. Why? Right. That's I. I think that should still be the dream. Yeah, I would say too. I would mm-hmm. think now. I would never be naive enough to say that some of the obstacles that were placed in the path of people of color, yes. like Jim Crow, mm-hmm. you know, which is what sixty. Not long ago. Yeah, not long ago at all. You know, all those laws, uh, Mm -hmm. unfair lending, things like that have have made the road a lot more difficult than it should have been. Right, absolutely. And there may be, we we probably need to talk about how to make that more fair. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody who's a decent human being that wouldn't say that. Right. But, uh, you know, you ain't going to get that down at the old clan club. <laughs> They're not going to be talking about that over there. But uh, for normal people like you and I, I yes. think that's not a reasonable thing to have a conversation about. And then people who are going to succeed are always going to succeed, in my opinion, regardless of skin color, if we can make things equitable for everyone. Yeah, it, it, I feel like uh, I'm trying to word this right so I don't sound like an idiot, even though I am an idiot. I don't want to sound like one. Remember, speak with authority and act like you know what you're talking about. That's our mantra. I feel like equal opportunities for everybody is a benefit for all of us. I agree. If that makes sense. But I like, Why would you ever want to hold someone back if they're going to go on to be successful and create opportunities for sure, other people? Right. You see Absolutely. what I'm saying? But I, I think there is there can be a tendency to think that equal opportunities should produce equal outcomes. And under our current economic system, that will never happen. Right. And if there are things that are barriers that are in place that keep that from happening without it happening naturally, like, hey, I opened up a restaurant and it fails, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and the guy that I know opened up a restaurant and he's making money hand over fist. Mm -hmm. If there was something that caused that to happen because I couldn't get the funding to upgrade or whatever, then that stuff probably needs to be rooted out. absolutely. But if I just do it and it doesn't work out, (laughs) it just doesn't work out. But, if you fail, it should be because your idea was stupid. Yeah, or you just didn't have the were, best business model. Right. Yeah, or you didn't have the best product or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, uh, I think we made a lot of progress in the United States, um, but we've got a little ways to go. I know. And I just wanted to laugh at another region for being <laughs> racist instead of the South, who everybody laughs at <laughs> yes. all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, and I wanted to make my George Wallace joke, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of social media, uh, the next headline here, this comes from Market Watch. Facebook demands academics disable tools showing who is being targeted by political ads. Okay. All right. <laughs> and researchers say that this tool is vital to understanding how Facebook has been used as a conduit for disinformation and manipulation. Academics, journalists, and First Amendment lawyers are rallying behind New York University's researchers in a showdown with Facebook over its demand that they halt the collection of data showing who is being micro-targeted by political (laughs) ads in the the world's dominant social media platform, which is Facebook. I really get no political ads. Only please vote ads. Right. Yeah. 
No political. I don't get a ton of them either, but occasionally one will pop up. I got a few local ones, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no, like I don't see Trump ads or Biden ads or anything else. Well, I don't, I don't see a lot of. Well, I see a lot of Trump and Biden ads too, but it seems like like the little videos you get in your news feed. Most of those are like angry conservative in his truck. Oh yeah, or like anti-mask. <laughs> the the <laughs> angry like conservative guy in his truck is a, is a hoax. I get those those things. I just. Like, why do we got to go sit in the truck? I think I've talked about that this on the podcast before. Like, yeah. what's the point of going out into your car and getting mad? Like, was, did your wife run you out of the house or something? Well, now, yeah. I, I have no idea, but uh, I'm just trying to put myself, or I'm, I, I'm not trying to put myself in angry conservative shoes. I'm trying to put conservative, <laughs> uh, angry conservative in my shoes. He may have kids that are really loud, and his truck is true. the only place he can go get in front of a camera. <laughs> That's true, and, and spew all his his angry conservative yeah. uh, news or whatever. Maybe we should start making ads for Earth Oddity that look <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> just so people will watch people will watch them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. You just do a parody of them all. <laughs> yeah, that would That's, be funny. Yeah, those dudes they puzzle me for some reason. Like. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the big alpha dog. Why aren't you in your house doing it? You know, <laughs> sitting in your in your office or whatever. Oh, because he's too busy working, John. I guess so. Yeah, he's, uh, he's coming home from working to support the economy, <laughs> yes. to pay for your health care, Tiny. He's trying, to, he's trying to make America great again. He don't have time except on his commute to make this video. <laughs> Which is dangerous, by the way, if you are driving. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Dude, I want to see angry conservative in his truck video where he like wrecks part way through like out of nowhere <laughs> he runs comes out <laughs> yes. that would be pretty good Dude, that would work for hours would, you know be great <laughs> tell you something about them libertards <laughs> wow <laughs> that's not bad at all twitter and facebook trying to censor the hunter biden story they won't they're against free banner. speech in america <laughs> They're shadow banning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook doesn't want other people collecting data. Only Facebook Facebook can collect and sell data, which these are academics. This is for a study. They're not selling this. Well, I'm sure Facebook doesn't want any measurable metrics on what data (laughs) and targeted ads and how they're being pushed to people or whatever. Because they don't want all these other social media uh, platforms that are not popular and nobody uses them. They don't want them catching on to something. Or when they get called in front of Congress, they have a list of <laughs> yeah. data showing, hey, this is how you're you're actually influencing elections along with China and Russia. Everybody's apparently influencing our elections, mm-hmm. which do we think that just started in 2016? I think a lot of people think that just yeah, started right. in 2016. <laughs> Surely people aren't that naive, right? Can we say like the last maybe 15 presidents have been influenced in some way by foreign actors? Well, now, if I remember correctly, I think it was a week before the election, Trump accused that the election of being rigged. Yes, right. And immediately, <laughs> the media everywhere could not believe that he would dare... Oh, yeah. To protect the integrity of yes, our election. Yes, that he would dare question the integrity of the American electoral process was just just despicable. How how could That's you right. even do that? And then as soon as he wins, Russia did it. That's right. <laughs> you know? And then we had like three years of Russia doing it, and it turned out like it came up in right. the second debate. Yeah. Did, like, did you not know that all the Russia, all the Hunter Biden emails, all right. that's a Russian hoax too? But my thing is like, we went so far as to impeach the guy. He didn't. <laughs> yes. it, they didn't. The charges didn't stick or whatever. But uh, because I guess there was nothing there. Like if there was something there, why wouldn't it have stuck? Yeah. If I had, I mean, I'm just got to be honest. I did think that was hilarious when yeah. Trump went. Oh, I've heard this before. <laughs> he said, Russia, Russia, Russia. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, hey guys, like let's find a new angle here, or something. Yes. You know, maybe the Ukraine did it. Like, I just want to. I want to. Like, who is in charge of the Democratic Party? I need to call, have, like, a conference call with him. Well, now, Joe Biden you said he was the up. Democratic Party yeah, in did. that first election, he remember? Did. He also, which I thought very smartly, Trump hammered him on. Well, you've been there for, like, 47 years, or <laughs> yeah. you were vice president for eight years. Why don't you do all this? And one time he threw Obama under the bus. He's like, well, I wasn't president, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, you he can't did. throw your boy under the bus like that. Just... Man, wow. <laughs> well, this, uh, 
This has been talking politics with John and Tiny. By yeah, the way. And, and Facebook is mad that uh, <laughs> that New York University is trying to study Facebook to learn who's being targeted right. with uh, misinformation and such. Yeah. And well, Facebook is like, no, only we. Yeah, only we can only, do that. Uh, article. It's a great article. Article in show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's go to Florida. Okay, this is from LawOfficer.com. Okay. Florida deputy performs exorcism on child, instructs another to shoot intruders. <laughs> okay. Now, see, this is what happens when angry conservative in his truck is, hey, look, is not allowed. Tell me his mugshot does not look like a dude who he's, dude. he's bald, he's got a goatee. <laughs> That's angry conservative in his truck right there. That's exactly this it. This is what happens when you push him over the edge. <laughs> A sheriff deputy in Florida was arrested Sunday after allegedly performing an exorcism on a child and telling another there uh, another there were demons in his home and to shoot anyone who entered. Now, I don't know if bullets will work on a demon, right? <laughs> I mean, it's worth a shot. I guess so. <laughs> <But oom-tsh. laughs> Shout out to Kevin for that pun. Christopher Daltrey, who is not the Christopher Daltrey from uh, American Idol Frank <laughs> yeah. fame. Wasn't that that guy's name? Yeah, or the SEC commercials. Was he on a SEC commercials? Back. I don't remember that. You don't remember him going like, y'all ready for some SEC oh, yeah, that's football? Right. Yeah, that was him. And then it would uh, crash yeah. into you. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he was arrested on child abuse allegations the same day after he was fired from the Orange County Sheriff's Office on an unrelated matter, according to the agency. Deputies responded Thursday to a 911 call about a residential alarm and determined there was evidence of child abuse at the apartment occupied by Daltrey. A girl wearing body armor and a Kevlar helmet was lying on the ground in a shooting position with a rifle. A boy was armed with a taser, and Daltrey was in possession of a handgun. The children told investigators Daltrey performed an exorcism on the boy before telling the girl that there were demons in the home and directing her to shoot anyone who entered. Golly. It's wild. I cannot imagine being a little kid and... Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, we just got a demon out of your yes. brother. It lay here on the floor. Here's a Kevlar. Here's a helmet. Shoot anybody who comes in the door. Dang. Yeah. That is scary. Uh, I wonder if he was like the power of Christ compels you or whatever, you know? And he was like actually exercising this, exorcising this demon. <laughs> I imagine the demon's got like a headband on and like wrist weights. (laughs) He's being exercised. He's doing push-ups. Daughtry was detained and taken to the hospital involuntarily under the Baker Act, a Florida law enabling those determined likely to inflict harm on themselves or others to receive emergency medical services. Daughtry was terminated from the Orange County office on Sunday an unsatisfactory performance finding in a separate matter, I'm sure. Dang. Is what they uh, said they let him go for. While this deputy was terminated for a pattern of unsatisfactory performance, these are very serious criminal allegations, Sheriff John Mina said. Uh, as, as law enforcement officers, we are held to the highest standards of conduct, whether on duty or off duty, but we are also concerned about the deputy's mental health. So... I just think I know why he had an unsatisfactory performance review is because he's going around fighting demons, you know, <laughs> I mean, in his spare time. Man, that's that's scary. I'm glad this dude is uh, getting the help that he needs. Yeah, definitely. This and guy is a definitely danger to society. Needs to, yeah, he was, he was definitely a danger to his kids. Yeah, right. Golly, yes. Like, at what point, like, how crazy do you have to be to go, all right, here's a rifle, you know, shoot anybody <laughs> who comes into your kid. That's like, you're going to get him killed. Did he think, like, other demon-possessed people were going to come in and try to stop his exorcism? I mean, he needs a crucifix or something, right? Yeah. Like, that's what you give the kid. Like, hold this (laughs) up if if a demon comes in. Yeah. You know, not a gun. Like, here's some holy water. Sprinkle (laughs) Super soaker with holy water. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about exorcism. I don't either. uh, That's not really a Baptist thing. (laughs) You know? We'll exercise a casserole for the potluck, <laughs> but that's about it. That's the only. Well, now I will say that when it comes to the Baptist Church, uh, demonic exorcisms are, are pretty much the only exercising we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs>
That's false. I walked five <laughs> miles this morning. Walked and ran five miles this morning. So everybody knows. Credit to me <laughs> yeah. for being a health nut, by the way. Newfound health nut. Yeah. Except, man, Halloween candy's rolling into the house. It's tough. Uh-oh. That's tough. I'm going to have to throw it all away. Well, fortunately for you, Halloween has been canceled this year. No, we're trick-or-treating at <laughs> the Longhouse. Our, 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 our neighborhood's going to... Oh, yeah. We got a neighborhood Facebook page, which is a riot, by the way. If you <laughs> okay. don't ever have one, you should get one. Uh, can, I everybody's, get into, can I get into y'all's? No, you got to provide your address to <laughs> be in, to be accepted into I can't it. just use yours. <laughs> just use a random one, you know? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to get taken out of it. It's too good. <laughs> Some lady the other night was like... Uh, or yesterday, I think yesterday morning, she was like, does anybody else's car get gone through last night? Because there's been like a rash of people going around, okay. like all the neighborhoods up and down Mitt Larry, I need to pulling on car doors and stuff, you yeah. know, and seeing what they could get out of the side of it. And the first comment was like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> how do you know what she means? She clearly said her car got gone through. She wouldn't know if anybody else's did. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild in there. Hmm. <sighs> Well, this is going to be my last story for the pre-show. And uh, are you a big fan of Miley Cyrus? Oh, huge fan. Huge fan. Everybody knows I'm a Miley head. I'm a bigger fan of her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but One of the greatest country artists of our time, yes. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. She recently talked about a, uh, a UFO sighting that she had. Hmm. Now... If for anyone that listens to Joe Rogan will know that she actually did the Joe Rogan show here not too okay. long ago. Why she did not bring this up oh, it wasn't on the Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan show, huh. I have no idea. Huh. But it says here that a pop star Molly Cyrus claims that she was once chased by a UFO and made eye contact with an alien being that was aboard the craft. All right, this is clearly DMT. <laughs> right? Well, maybe. Clearly. I don't know. She revealed the wild tale during a conversation with designer Rick Owens in a recently published article for Interview Magazine. How about I don't know any designer's name except <laughs> like Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger. I knew the one designer that was married to Lori Laughlin because they got in trouble and were going to go to jail, <laughs> right. but I've already forgotten. Like, who are these people that know designers, you yeah. know? I mean, apparently pop stars. I know Mr. Levi, Max Levi Jeans, and that's about it, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, she was asked if she believes in extraterrestrials, and she replied, I had an experience, actually. I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend, and I got chased down by some sort of UFO. In recounting the sighting, she likened the craft to a flying snowplow. Oh, okay. Not (laughs) what I would expect one to look like. It had a big plow on the front, and it was glowing yellow. Huh. This is she wrote. She was messed up and rolled up on a bulldozer. You know, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it she was. was watching the Mister Plow episode of The Simpsons <laughs> she, <laughs> while she was high. She yeah, she was high and watched the Killdozer documentary. <laughs> anyway, she says that she went on to indicate that her unnamed friend also saw the UFO and that there was a couple of other cars on the road and they also stopped to look. So I think that what I saw was real. Reflecting on the experience, the pop star said that she was deeply shaken by the event for days afterward, and she couldn't really look at the sky the same because she thought that they might come back. As if her story was not strange enough, she indicated that the initial sighting itself did not feel particularly threatening until she looked over and she saw a being seemingly piloting the craft. That would be the bulldozer. My next question is, what did this being look like? Did he have a yellow hat on? (laughs) Was he wearing a jacket? This is Mr. Plow. (laughs) He has high-vis vest on. It looked at me, and we made eye contact, she recalled, and I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something I couldn't quite wrap my head around. Cyrus is the second pop star to make UFO-related news this week after Demi Lovato shared a video of an unidentified craft on her Instagram page. I didn't even know about that. Uh, Me either. Uh, She claimed that she was able to make contact with the ETs via meditation. Oh. (laughs) So she's able to call him up. These people are on some good drugs, you know? <laughs> well, this is I always Hollywood. think musicians and stuff yeah. get, get the good stuff before all the rest of us even know what it is. Uh, the two musicians' willingness to talk about their experiences is rather indicative of how the phenomenon has become a significant part of the zeitgeist in recent years. Of course, this story comes from coasttocoastam.com. Shout out to Stan for posting it yeah. up in the group. A coast to coast reputable. <laughs> yeah. That's a reputable conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for her. I would I mind. guess. Yeah. 
I really think she described a bulldozer, like a cat D thirty bulldozer, <laughs> a flying or bulldozer. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when she saw it, she may have thought it was flying. Yeah, maybe that she made eye contact. Some dude's like, dude, Molly Cyrus is out here staring at me. I'm trying to work this dirt, you know, and get off. Of this Molly Cyrus is out here staring at me. Yeah, I don't know, but you're right, or at least the article's right. People are into talking about UFOs now. Maybe she saw this uh, this flying snowplow and it inspired her to write Wrecking Ball. <laughs> Maybe so. She was at a construction site. Yes. It all makes sense. <laughs> it really does. All right. Well, we got a, a kind of a dark story here. Okay. And is uh, this one is this for or not for Gabby Gal? Gabby Gal, it's a little rough. Okay. You know, it's nothing dirty or anything, uh, nothing naughty in any way, mm-hmm. but it's it's got some gruesome details to it. Uh, worse she, than conservative guy in his truck yeah. performing an exorcism? Yeah, worse than that. Okay. Shout out to Todd who sent this to me. And also, uh, I think you said Jane sent it in too? Yes, Jane Updegraff sent yeah. this in. So they're on uh, linking wavelengths there. Right. Um Okay, Sheriff says, this is from the Oklahoman, by the way. Sheriff says, cannibals lured victim to cabin in Oklahoma woods to perform illegal castration. Okay. All right. Um, This is from Pato, I guess, Oklahoma. P-O-T-E-A-U. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. Patow. 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 Uh, two men were accused Wednesday in a criminal charge of performing an illegal gender reassignment surgery on a volunteer at their cabin in the woods and then keeping the body parts in the freezer, possibly to eat later. Oh, dang. <laughs> they always want to tell you what hot dogs are made of. You know, This is a where's the line story here. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It is. Uh, I think somebody put it in their group, too. Uh Bobby Lee or Bob Lee Allen, who is 53. Got to worry about a Bob Lee. He's always going to be trouble. <laughs> the last name Lee, yeah. unless it's Christopher no, Lee. No, he's, for he's Bob Lee Allen. Oh. That's his, he's got three first names. <laughs> uh, Thomas Evans Gates, who is 42, were arrested October 15th after going to the hospital in McAllister to try to visit the victim, LaFleur County Sheriff Rodney Derryberry, said Tuesday. I can't say it's a cult activity, the sheriff told reporters. It's something that we have never in my career run across in this part of the country. It's borderline some type of activity. <laughs> his, his castration activity is what it is. We know there's a lot of rumors out there, but this time there's no danger to the public. The 28-year-old victim had flown from Virginia to Dallas and then was driven to the cabin in southeast Oklahoma for the surgery. Uh, shout out to my aunt jo- Julie too, who lives in South Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. Um, a sheriff deputy reported in a court affidavit. That's how that he got over there. Uh, the victim had made contact with Alan through a website while searching online about castrations and related terms. Once again, the internet was a mistake. You know, hmm. we should not have the internet. We're not responsible enough to have the internet. <laughs> it's really what it is. Um, the websites require registration to access. Uh, in the registration box is a welcome note from the Eunuch Maker and the EM crew. Eunuch Maker. That's a good <laughs> band name, too. The victim reported Allen claimed to have 15 years of experience and he had videos uh, and that he videos the procedures for personal use, according to the affidavit. Personal use. Yeah. Wow. And he told him that the surgery wouldn't cost him anything. So, first of all, be wary of any surgery that's free. Right, <laughs> yeah. unless free surgery, unless it's on your insurance, your insurance is putting the bill. For well, it. I was gonna say it's still not free. Yeah, if somebody's, somebody's paying, paying for it. Yeah. It's just not. Well, you, you really are because you pay insurance premiums. Yes, right? but yeah. point is, is it's not someone saying, "Hey, I'll, I'm yeah. going to do this for free. Yeah, I'll do this for free." <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm liable to offer some free surgery, <laughs> but you shouldn't take me up on it. Hey, the victim told investigators that Alan performed the removal. On a covered makeshift table at the residence, they got him laid out on like some <laughs> some some table like this one, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that Gates helped him by handing over the surgical equipment. Uh, the victim said he was awake for the two-hour surgery after being injected in the needed areas. Oof. 
That's a tough one there. <laughs> yeah. You can't keep me awake for something like that. <laughs> the victim stated that after the surgery was o- over, that Allen said he was going to consume the parts and laughed and said that he was a cannibal, according to the affidavit. The victim also said that Allen ha- uh, then talked about the time he worked on someone that he described to be crazy and that he left the mail opened up to die overnight. What? Yeah. The yeah, vic- that, that is exactly the guy I won't do in my <laughs> right? surgery. No, you should. I'm going to scroll back up to the top. <laughs> Look at his mugshot. Is that somebody you would trust to cut on you in any way? Dude, I wouldn't trust him to sit there while my kids no. said what they wanted for Christmas. Look, you wouldn't buy a car off a of Facebook marketplace from this dude. <laughs> no. You know it's going to be messed up. <laughs> Anyways, go check that's the like show that notes. That's interested in my wife's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, the victim said uh, the victim said Alan took excuse me to the hospital the next day because he had a lot of bleeding after first telling him no morgue, no ER. <laughs> he was like, "We ain't gonna do nothing with you if you die." <laughs> he said Alan told him that if he passed out or died, that he would dump him in the woods, according to the affidavit. He said Alan instructed him to say he'd done it to himself oh once he arrived goodness. at the hospital. He told me So he was able to talk him into Yeah. Even though he said right. he wasn't. He was you, able to talk him into taking look, him to the I, you wouldn't <laughs> shut me up about going to the hospital. You know? Yeah. Uh he told medical personnel that the two men tried to get him to participate in cannibalism. So all right, Gabby Gale. This is if you've made it this far, you gotta turn it off. <laughs> Uh, sheriff investigators became involved after the reported surgery, quote-unquote surgery. In a search of the cabin, investigators found a plastic bag with what appeared to be testicles in a deep freeze in the bedroom. Dang. Um, in the castration, the, they faced felony counts of conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery, performing unlicensed surgery, maiming, and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Um, and they also face two misdemeanor drug-related counts, the search of the resident. Bell for each was set at $295,000. That's not high enough. No, no. <laughs> there should be no bail for these people. Yes. Yeah. That's wild, though. First of all, if you're going to a cabin in Oklahoma to have uh, gender reassignment surgery, you need to evaluate some choices along the way. I mean, how? but I'll say this. How bad do you have to hate certain parts of your anatomy <laughs> right. that you're willing to go through this to get rid of. Well, I would just say, Tony, this is what you get with socialized medicine. Okay. <laughs> you get free surgery. <laughs> free surgery in Oklahoma. No, I mean, that's, that's probably uh, maybe his insurance company didn't cover a gender reassignment. And that's why he had to go. That's why he had to go to this cabin yeah. in the woods, in the literally woods. a yeah. cabin in the woods. Look, once we turn down the dirt road off of like the highway <laughs> or whatever, I'd be like, look, y'all, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I've wasted y'all's time. I'll walk back. Don't worry about me. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm not going down a dirt road to have a surgery done. I would rather have surgery done in a cracker barrel somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Can we not stop somewhere else? Rent a hotel room or something. <laughs> that's wild dang yeah so i mean just let that be a lesson to all of y'all out there if you're transitioning genders or whatever certainly whatever you want to do be very selective on who you let and do your stuff right yeah and him offering surgery for free is a that's gotta big, be a red flag big red flag huge red flag you can't you can't take a free surgery in something like this i mean just because I'm, at, I mean, when we were reading the story, imagine this dude. He's already in a cabin in the woods. He's laying on a, on a pop up uh, table somewhere with a sheet over it. And then he asked the dude, "Hey, what are you going to do with the parts that's left over?" And he's like, "I'm going to eat them." Yeah, because I'm a cannibal. Right. That's when you're like, "Hey, I'm out." <laughs> hey guys, nope, sorry, <laughs> I, I have, have, I have made a horrible, yeah. horrible <laughs> mistake. I got fifty in my wallet for gas money. <laughs> And I'm just going to go ahead and get on out of here. At that point, I'm like, this is the worst mistake that I have ever made in my life. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we're not going to put you under or whatever. We're just going to, we're just going to deaden the necessary areas. No, no. Uh-uh. Wow. I'm out. That's, that's wild. It's wild. Yikes. That's Man. wild. Okay, well, let's talk about Cajun Curl. <laughs> it goes great on mountain whiskers. It does. It's great on them. I, don't take my line, okay? I'm going to work that in here. 
We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can get the spice right there on their websites, CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, mountain oysters, and anything else you can think of putting it on. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, whip up a batch of potato chips or whatever you want to. Chili. Made some chili the other day. (laughs) Put some Cajun curl on it. It was amazing. You know, it gets below like 60 in Alabama. People will start whipping out the chili, you know. It just has to get down in the 70s at my house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Now, here locally, it's available at Vival's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats over on Greensboro and 10th Avenue, Mark's Martin downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen B. Wallace Boulevard in Northport, too. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, how about we announce our giveaway for the month of November? Okay, let's do it. Psych, we're not going to do oh, it. We're okay. going to ask questions. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. All right. We got questions for me. Yeah, John. I had looked at. I've, I've sworn off looking at them. I don't want. I want to go in blind every okay. week. If you want to ask me questions, the easiest way to do it is to join our Discord. There's a link in the show notes every week. You can join up. Shout out to Russell Says Go who joined. Oh up yeah, this that's week. right. Yeah, and uh, and come in and participate. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in there every week. All right. First question comes from Nicole. Which of your children is your favorite? Hmm. I don't know that I have a favorite, and that's an honest answer. I was about to say, that's such a a parent answer. Do you have a favorite kid? I'll tell you (laughs) after the podcast. (laughs) I would say, um, hmm, I get along with Hudson the best. Mm -hmm. We're very similar personalities. Um, But also, Thomas and I have a very unique relationship, too. Uh, and Libby is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all wonderful in their own way. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really honestly don't have like a super favorite. I'll mm-hmm. just say Ollie is my favorite, my foster kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? That'll do it. Which he's he's amazing too. Yeah. All right. Is there anything you wouldn't bet on? Anything that I might lose on? Okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't bet on. Yeah. I, I only bet when it's a sure thing. Let me, uh, and this is just me personally, let me flip the question. Is there anything that you believe is a sure thing? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are a sure thing in yeah. life. Yeah. Maybe you want examples? Yeah. Just you want to have a weight loss competition, Tiny? Because I'll beat <laughs> you in that. You probably will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> if there's things that I can control, mm-hmm. I, I feel like are a sure thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, the sun coming up is a pretty sure thing, but sure. you never know. It could go supernova, yeah. right? That, that would be a sure thing. <laughs> but if anybody's betting you on that, they've got another kind of angle. You need to be very wary on that. <laughs> Jacqueline asks, what are these weird bumps on my tongue? Two doctors and two specialists don't know for sure, but I know that you know. Okay. In the South, we call those lie bumps. <laughs> okay. And you get them when you tell... Lies, and you get a bump on your tongue. So, so, what's the what would you prescribe? Just tell the truth. You need to uh, gargle some salt water. <laughs> what about telling the truth? No, well, and tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you just but need that to won't make them go water. away. You just have to deal with the pain of them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Uh, Nicole asks: Is unsolved mysteries redundant? <laughs> 
Yes, it is. <laughs> Excellent yeah. point. <laughs> because once the mystery is solved, it's no longer a mystery. Yes. So, yeah, it would And be. it's not unsolved. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is redundant, but it probably works graphically for a title. You can't just name something mysteries. Yeah. You know? Or unsolved, because that's already a YouTube series. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. I don't watch anything on YouTube, but like Grateful Dead videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Dio Rocks asks, can you tell me why the weighted hip thrust is the most effective exercise for building shapely and powerful glutes? I know you're a health nut. You're an exercise I, guy now. I'm an exercise guy now. Big time exercise guy. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, I do not have shapely glutes, okay? You need to do more weighted hip thrusts. <laughs> there's only one hip thrust I do. <laughs> I just going to say okay. Deidre would love it. <laughs> uh, I'm just genetically predisposed to not have a butt. It's okay. Just, it runs in my family. I'm like Hank Hill. So uh, uh, I would say probably because it works out your gluteus, gluteus maximus uh, muscles the mm-hmm. best to do that. I don't know. I always thought squatting was how you got it done. I don't know. I thought it was a video, Buns of Steel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Forgot about Buns of Steel. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that helped usher me into a dull hit too. <laughs> yeah. Forgot all about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Any other questions? That's it for this week. Mm. If you have questions that you would like to ask John, you can go to our Discord and go to the channel, Ask John Questions About Stuff, and we will ask those questions on the show, and John will answer them 100% accurately. That's right. But for now, since we're caught up for the moment, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay, yeah. We have one voicemail. Uh, Jacqueline's back. Yay. All right, here we go. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline coming to you this week from my own house. It's awesome, and I am so glad that I'm not... I love my parents dearly, but I'm so glad to be out of their basement. Uh, anyway, great episode last week. Uh, the Garrison Spasmatics is the best name for a band ever. We should totally make that happen. Um, we were talking about uh, people that are a little obsessed with Halloween and love Halloween. John, I I don't know if you can figure it out or not, but I am definitely one of those people. So No, really? Hi. Um, you were talking about having talking to Deidre on one of the uh, Patreon shows. I would also like to have a Q&A with Tara on a Patreon show. Okay. I think that would be awesome because I'm genuinely curious to hear her opinions on certain things. Quick time out here. <laughs> if I ask Tara to do a Q&A, there is no way she'll do it. Yeah. It's going to take somebody else besides me. <laughs> I've asked her before to come on You the have, show. Yeah. yeah. And she said no. If if you can get Deidre to do it, maybe if they can do it at the same time, maybe that'll encourage her okay. to come on. I'll see. I hadn't even brought it up again to Deidre, which <laughs> a whole another story. I don't, you can cut this out. Deidre fell yesterday. Oh, no. Yeah. Did she get hurt? <laughs> or did she just fall? I mean, she stove up. Oh, no. She did not break anything, I don't think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty hard not to laugh. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. She was got in a bathtub to open up the window for the cat. The cat likes to sit in the window over our bathtub. Mm -hmm. So, she was stepping back out, and there was something in the floor, and she stepped on it, and she went down. On the tile floor. On the tile floor. Had a big, got a big old knot on her elbow, and big bruise on her hip and really ruined my Saturday Night Live plans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyway, um, on to the stories. Uh, the guy with the jetpack, I'm actually amazed that he's not in the news every day because honestly, if I had a jetpack, I would be flying that sucker around every single day. Like, you wouldn't be able to stop me. Uh, I did some research on gold uh, to figure out how much $60,000 American worth of gold is. So, uh, $60,000 worth of gold is about 31.5 troy ounces. Okay. Or about one kilogram, which is roughly 2.2 pounds of gold. Yeah. So, if you were talking about melting it and wearing it, uh, that's very heavy. But also, the people that smuggled it, that was 2.2 pounds of gold that they were smuggling. Which time out here, I missed a good joke last week. 
Shane told me that we should have made some gold booty joke. You know? <laughs> Why did we not do that? I, you know, it was a, like I told him it was a layup and we just missed it. You <laughs> know? know? Like we were wide open and we just blew it. You it's know? like we were QB and we threw it into triple coverage when that one was when the wide other guy open. was wide open. Exactly. Yeah. We were, we were looking out at the wrong place. We were distracted. Yeah. And that's a good point. We should have made yes. that joke. You got to hit the easy one. I know. Apologies. Yeah. To Shane. Apologies to everybody. I, I really. take full responsibility yeah, we can do for better. that. We're we going to be better. Going we'll forward. do better. In fact, I'm just going to make a note of that. Gold <laughs> booty. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, ow. Uh, and also, I think I found out that gold will not set off a metal detector at the airport because it's not magnetic. I did not know that. Me either. Yeah. I have to go buy a gold handgun now. <laughs> <laughs> With golden bullets? Yes. This is, isn't this a James Bond plot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> golden eye. <laughs> we talked about that last That's week. That's right. The more you know. Anyway, uh, can't wait to listen to the next show and talk to you later. Bye. Wow. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Yeah. Congrats on your home. Yes. You know? I know that's always exciting, having having lived in owning three different homes in my life. <laughs> no, four different places in my life. Yeah. We'll move in a heartbeat. The Long family will. Oh, it really? We'll just pack up and go. Yeah. Man, I hate moving. I do, too. But that may be in our future. So I do, too. But my wife really likes it. <laughs> she really likes moving. Yeah. She'll get tired of a place quick. So... But since we got so many kids now and we can't afford anything else, so <laughs> this is probably where we're going to be at least for about 10 years. That's my plan. And then we'll move. When y'all downsize? Yeah. Yeah. When all the kids move out, when they're all on scholarship at Harvard and Yale and places like that. Okay. Here's something to talk about. Okay. A couple shows back, I remember you telling a story about some gumball machines in the yes. sandwich shop. That's right. Yeah. And I love that story. Okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> so much so that Is the I minute I got tracked me down, <laughs> is yeah. that what's going on? I like that show so much that I went out and commissioned a artist oh, yeah. to make a web cartoon. Okay. And it is finished, and it should be up on the internet by the time you're listening to this. Oh, wow. So I plan to put it up on our Facebook page. I'm probably going to put it on our YouTube channel, tweet it out. I'm sure it'll be on our Twitter. Completely forgot we got a YouTube channel, by the way. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. It's not used very much. But I would just like to encourage everyone to go watch it. Yeah, and share it. And if you like don't it. Even, no, I don't even care if you like it. Share it. Just yeah. share it. Okay. You got to share it. Yeah. <laughs> we would like to do more of these. I think the guy did a really good job, and I would like to do more of them. But animation's not cheap. And so we're not going to pay a guy to animate these if we're the only people laughing. So I posted some <laughs> in the Discord. So this is why you got to join the Discord. I posted yes. some pictures from his uh, from his storyboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were great. They were super great. The finished product uh, really, really yeah. came along. I must say. Well, John, I don't know about you, but I would love to thank our patrons. I, I, yeah, I want to thank them. Every one of them. And I would love to thank by name those who donate are the, at the 10 or above tier. And they are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, the Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline B., and Michael W., a.k.a. McWheel. <laughs> okay, it's yes. still funny that we thought no, that yeah. was his name. It's McWheel. All right. <laughs> Seriously, guys, thank you so much for donating to the show. Thank you to everyone donating to the show. Yeah, and for real, this has been a long time coming. I know y'all have been waiting on this. Oh, yeah. We got to promo our, <laughs> our, uh, our new thing. We have a giveaway that yeah. we are doing next month sponsored by JD Tailing okay. in Ohio. Uh, now, I got to be honest, this giveaway is a little bit of a crock. Oh. Okay. Because this giveaway is a $100 shopping spree to crocs.com. Oh. So you can get you some crocs. You can get your kids some crocs. You can get your husband some. You can get the whole family crocs. Yeah, whatever. If it's on crocs.com, it is eligible nice. up to $100. Sure. I feel like our audience is in the wheelhouse for crocs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Starting now, at the time you're listening to this until the end of November, if you become a patron, a $5 patron, you get entered into a drawing 
for this $100 giveaway. If you are a $10 patron, you get entered, you get two entries. Oh, okay. And if you're a $15 pa- patron, you get three entries. Okay. And at the end of next month, we will take all these names and we'll put them into a randomizer. Into and a hat. Let's just say a hat. <laughs> a hat. Yeah. And we'll have a drawing. And one lucky person will win $100 of crop. Wow. So that is the Earth Oddity What a Crop giveaway for the month of November. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. So join up if you're not already part of the Patreon, yes. Patreon show. So you can get a chance to win your very own pair of crop. And that's not all you get if you yeah. sign up at the $5 level. Not only do you get a, in, an entry into this drawing, but you get an extended show every single week. And once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. Well, you can't beat that. <laughs> you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash earthoddity. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. I mean, <laughs> I could see somebody right now kick back with their Crocs on listening to the Patreon show laughing with, alongside of us. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, messaging people on our Discord. That's right. In the patrons-only channel. Yeah. And putting stories up in the Facebook group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. People on the Discord don't even know. if you're if There's a patrons-only channel. Mm-hmm. It gets pretty hot and steamy in there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Tiny's posting shirtless selfies. It's amazing. <laughs> so... That alone should be reason to join up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mercy. Well, you got anything else? No, not really. I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and supporting us. We've picked up a lot of new uh, listeners, not users, mm-hmm. but you may be users who listen too, <laughs> uh, which is totally fine. And, you know, I, I thank all of y'all, whether you're on the patron uh, group or not. I encourage you to join up because they, it gets pretty interesting in there sometimes. I've told some super embarrassing stories, but everybody, we just thank you for listening. You guys are the only reason Tiny do this. Uh, otherwise, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys keep downloading the show, so I feel an obligation to come back and ramble on nice. and do absolutely no preparation at all <laughs> before I sit down and talk. Speaking of patrons extension, would you like to, uh, what you got, what we got coming up in the extension to this week? We're going to do a little tubing. We're going <laughs> to do a little tubing. It's going to be very tubing exclusive patron show. Yeah. For those who aren't aware of what we're talking about, just Google tubing. T-O-O-B-I-N. Or you can Google hashtag me tubing. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know he had his own hashtag. That's even better. <laughs> Yeah. Me tubing. Yeah. We're gonna go we're gonna go uh long and hard with tubing <laughs> yeah, in the uh, in the Patreon show. Yes. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. Uh, we got some show art. That's on underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And best way to get in touch with us is probably our Discord server. Link in yeah, the show notes. Real. But yeah. we've also got a phone number. What's that phone number? Well, first of all, the Discord server, you, you're getting pretty timely responses <laughs> on most things, especially if you specifically ask a question. Yeah. Um, the phone number, though, which is the traditional yes. way to get into the show, is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.